Hey everybody, and welcome back to the DestroProds.com video games podcast. As always, I am very tired. Yep, today is going to be a low energy podcast from two of us at least. Yep, joining me today is also very tired. Hi. And Alex. I'm going back to bed. And me. I have a little energy. The only man on this fucking website who's able to get a decent night's sleep. Yes, I'm not sure how that works, but I'm apparently the only one that isn't a chronic insomniac on the site. Oh, I could go into I could I could go into it. Oh, mental health is such a complicated fucking Must be that New Jersey pollution I breathe. It just <laughs> knocks me right out. <laughs> Honestly, it probably knocked me out too, but because I was having an asthma attack. I'll just stick my head out the window. Ah, uh, nothing like a good hit of factory smoke to set you off at night. Yeah, it's like it's like your room is like over a like a natural gas line that just like it's broken, so you're just like leaking gas into your bedroom and all the time. So you just go in there, it's like ah, time to sleep, and just pass the fuck out from oxygen deprivation. <laughs> Could be. <coughs> Maybe that's how you get a good night's sleep. I need to try that. Yeah, just just move next to a factory town. Uh, no, I'm just gonna have my wife smother me. <laughs> that, works that is a me. joke, honey. That is a joke. One hundred percent joke. One hundred percent. If I did that, I'd probably still wake up with like a dry tongue and throat. <laughs> no, you need to try waterboarding. Eh, I've tried going to bed after having a shower. That didn't work. Maybe get one of those little hamster water bottle things, put it next to your bed, and then you can just sup on it while you sleep. <laughs> <laughs> just go for a, just just go for a jog in the woods and have a moose kick you in the head. <laughs> we do not have a near. We do not have anywhere near enough moose right where I am right now. They're all in quarantine. Oh no! That's how you know it's gone bad. Yeah. When we eventually evade America. We'll all, have to be, all the moose will be wearing like modified N95 masks. Sorry, why did so, you yeah, say? Yeah, that that does it for the Corona cast. Sorry, why did you say? Moose takes the mask off. I said, "Oh, thanks for clarifying." I just with the mask on, I couldn't understand you. Yeah, no worries. And then just, just like fucking virologists just stand there, like, "What the fuck are you doing? Don't take your masks off." That actually happened the other, the other day. I went to a post office, and neither me nor the teller could understand a single word each other was saying because we had the masks on. Nice. And we were like, "We can't take them off because they're mandatory in the building." So we, I, at this, I was basically like gesturing. Yes, that. Couldn't you have pulled letter, it? Didn't you have your letter, phone on you? Send, send letter. I mean, I did, but how was I going to... I didn't know what the teller's number was. You pull oh, you it out, just, type oh, your you message, mean, and show them. Oh you, oh, you mean just do a random text? I didn't think to do that. Yeah, to just, yeah. Like, to just, just like a fucking like, open the notepad and then just type out your message. There, we've solved your problem. <laughs> Huzzah, communication solved by technology. Oh, oh I actually had a I had a moment of stupid happen to me the other day. Oh, well, it, it, it didn't happen directly to me. I watched it happen. So when I go grocery shopping, my wife doesn't want to come in with me most of the time. And right now her reason is, well, with the Corona around, we want to minimize people going into the stores. And I saw a teen texting their friend. And then they, out, I swear to God, I thought this was a joke. They out loud said, man, I wish I could talk to them right now. <laughs> and 
I stopped because no one else heard them. It was just me. I was just, I was the only one in the aisle. I stopped and I looked and they're like, what are you looking at? You're holding a phone. Call them. And it was like, I was the Messiah come from heaven. (laughs) (laughs) They had never thought I can call someone. And I'm just like, okay, good for you, kid. All right. That's what phones are for. (laughs) I thought they were just for texting and and to check my Twitter. It was so dumb. That is that is a joke that was like circling around the internet like five years ago. It happened. Hand to God, it happened. Yeah, shit like that keeps happening. Like there was this is gonna mean nothing to probably both of you. But uh do you guys ever hear of Filthy Frank? Uh I've heard the term. I've heard I don't know yeah, if it's a person or not. So Filthy Frank is Filthy Frank. By the way, this is the games podcast. Yeah, I know who's still listening. Filthy (laughs) Filthy Frank was an old school YouTuber. He did like the he did like the edgy shit. Oh yeah, I do remember Filthy Frank. Yeah, he yeah he was like a he he was like you know one of the old isn't he isn't he streaming now? Uh, No, he's a he's a professional musician under the name Joji. Hmm. He started releasing like weird R and B music. From what I've heard of it, it's not awful. Hmm. But yeah, so uh, just recently, there was a hashtag trending on Twitter, the Joji is over party. Because a bunch of K-pop, because pe- a bunch of K-pop fans found out that Joji used to be Filthy Frank and tried to get him canceled. <laughs> because that's the thing. You find out someone said something racist and then you look at Filthy Frank's entire thing. Yeah, you got to be, uh, you got to be clean. Yeah, just feel just modern fans of things aren't really wouldn't really be a fan of some of their favorite musician walking around the house with a belt going, I have a belt, I'm not afraid to hang myself with it. It's apparently problematic. Yeah. Or Can't the, imagine why. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not super familiar with Filthy Frank, but I've seen I've seen enough to know that I dug what he did. But anyway, video games. We might have played some. Yes. It is quarantine. <laughs> yeah. Yes, no yes. I played one, and it was a weird hassle to get. All right. So the okay. game is Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Oh, yeah. Yeah, the Fire Emblem Persona J-pop game. Okay. Those are noises to make. I was stretching and I didn't expect that to be picked up. <laughs> oh, I, yeah, I thought, I, I, thought it, I thought it was like that combination is so bad. It physically hurts me. Yeah. I just, I just <laughs> described the game. They just hear. Oh. I was having a good stretch moment and didn't <laughs> to be picked up on the recording. And now I'm slightly embarrassed. That's, 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 like, that's, that's, that's such a bad combination. Or such a good combination. You were like, Oh Yeah. <laughs> Fire on them in Persona. Oh, hell yeah, dude. <laughs> I'm getting hard now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is why no one actually thinks I do uh, professional recordings on the internet. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> See, I originally ordered this game off Amazon. Oh, is this the game you were... Okay, I think I know what game you're talking about now. You originally ordered this game off Amazon and... 
with the global health crisis, Amazon is being a bit weird. Amazon yeah. Backed up for a long time. Yeah. Uh, so putting the order on April 30th. By May 5th, they tried to charge me. But it failed because of some weird fraud alert thing that happened on my, that happened on my fucking card. Called the bank, got it sorted out, put the put the thing, put the card back, put the data back in for the card, and then and then I got charged seven bucks. The order was for one hundred and thirty six. The seven bucks, okay. yeah, the seven bucks was for an oven thermometer that I was trying to get because my oven is being weird, and I want to try to calibrate that fucker. Mm-hmm. And then the thing just sat there for another fucking four days. Nothing shipped. Nothing else was charged. I was charged for the oven thermometer, which never shipped, and then nothing else. And then it turned out that the that a local video game, uh, local, my local video game, Real Ice Man Video Games, uh, they had the game in stock and for five bucks cheaper. So I just called awesome. them. Yeah, so I just called them, and then walked down and got the game. Yeah, I tried to order a game on Amazon two weeks ago, and it said, "Yeah, we should probably get it to you maybe by the middle of June." Yeah, I and tried. I like, yeah, yeah, I ordered underwear off fucking Walmart. They charged me, did nothing with it, and then canceled my order. After did a they week. return your money? Yeah. Yeah, if they didn't return I my should... money, I would be having a very different tirade. I just didn't bother. I was like, forget that. My stores will probably be open before that ships. Yeah. Well, I still haven't gotten the bidet I ordered like three months ago. You ordered a bidet? I ordered a bidet at the beginning of this because I was like, now it's an excuse to try that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the world's on fire. Might as well try fucking just getting a spray bottle on my ass. Well, hey, like half the world uses them. Why not? They're supposed to be better for the environment than toilet paper. Fair enough. But so it's like a so it's a shower, probably. Yeah, but like I don't a, want to take a shower every time I poop. Or like a sink. Just get a very, I don't want to lean my ass over the sink every time I poop. Just get like a very wide, low sink or like a cup of water. Or I could order a bidet attachment for my toilet. You could do that, but then it'll take three months to get there. You have cups in your kitchen. Yeah. But I also have toilet paper, so I'm not bothered <laughs> until the bidet actually does get here. Do you hear that? Hear what? I guess not. Okay, good. No, just Jesus. It's the sound of him masturbating. <laughs> no, a truck. A truck just pulled up my neighbor's house, and guy got out and started spraying chemical lawn. Just want to make sure that wasn't being picked up. Not being picked up in the master mix, but being picked up in your recording. Oh. But anyway, yeah, Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Uh, this this game's weird. Like fine, like it it plays well. Um, it's just story wise, it is very odd. What does it have to do with Fire Emblem and Shimmy my Tensei? Not so, much. Yeah, kind of, yeah, it's it's weird. So like it's I think it's made by like the same people as Shimigami Tensei games. Made by Atlas. And 
and so so the whole the whole concept of the game is that you are playing as high school students who are on the path to become professional idols. And in doing so, you ca- you you are you are bonded to the soul of some ancient being that lives in a place called an idolosphere. And these ancient beings are versions of characters from Fire Emblem. Which is to say, they're basically personas that are named after Fire Emblem characters. Okay. And then when and then like the, like you as you are progressing throughout your idol career or whatever, you end up in these situations where you have to go into the idolosphere and fight throughout this massive dungeon of various monsters and stuff. And, and like the like you do this in order to stop these creatures from the idolosphere from like sucking the joy out of people. Oh, I'll suck your joy. Wait, what? I like that it's called the idolosphere. Yeah. Yeah, so the guy you're playing as, he is a guy who is essentially being set up to only be a support character in terms of his idol career. Because like with the main girl, she was like she was the younger sister of an idol from like 5 years ago who disappeared in this fucking mass weird event that starts the game off. And then she has like a debut and she's a big fucking singer and woo, everything's awesome. And then, and then you're there and you're like, yeah, good job. This is me helping. Not even doing like backup dance stuff. Just you're just there. And I don't, I don't get it. I don't get what you are going. For. I don't get what they're going for with this. I don't get what, the main character is in this because they're trying. I This might just be reading it might just be re, me reading into a persona connection that isn't there, but it almost seems like they're trying to set up him as like the zero of the idol world, the everything and the nothing because he goes, he goes through every single kind of training that every single kind of idol or like person involved in the pop scene goes through like the dance training, the vocal training, acting stuff, I guess. But he never decides, hey, I'm going to do any of these things. He just does that's the training. A, that's 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 some character type, but I forget what it's called. Where they're like, oh, I'm going to do everything, but not actually commit to any of them. Jack of all trades? No. I, it's, it's, it's a character type in like Japanese anime, I think. It's like the person who can't pick a thing. I don't know. That sounds familiar, though. Yeah, I don't know, man. The whole thing was just very bizarre. So the so the main character feels entirely directionless outside of, I'm going to help my friends. Hi. Yeah, yeah, caveman, the skill monkey. Yeah. <laughs> but there's it's for you and a bardic inspiration for you. But there's a difference there. With Cave's roles, he's unfortunately a jack-of-all-trades and a master of all of them. <laughs> hey. All right, I just got this skill kit. It's with my weakest skill. I rolled a 37. <laughs> oh, man. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, uh, 
yeah, so getting into like combat stuff, um, combat's real. Combat is kind of weird because, uh, so so as you get into, so it's turn based combat naturally, where enemies have yeah, where enemies have uh, elemental or physical damage type weaknesses, be they fire, lightning, whatever, what have you, elemental stuff, um, curse, force, radiation. Or sword or spear, but well, sword, spear, or archery, like some kind of ranged weapon. But ranged weapons can only be used as items so far. So it seems like ranged weapons are consumables. But I, as I'm saying this, I'm probably going to run into a fucking archery based character in the next fucking with my with my next party member. Probably. But yeah. So every time you turn, every time you go into the combat. Um, like running around the dungeon, you're just in regular clothes. You're just in the guy, your standard civilian clothes, whatever you were wearing before. And then as soon as you go into the actual combat, you turn into your carnage form, which is your absolutely ridiculous outfit. And not even like, not even like persona five ridiculous. Like just, it is, it is ridiculous. One of the characters, like over the top versions of Fire Emblem characters, uh, kind of a little bit. Let me let me look, let me pull up an image of one of the characters, the one I find the most egregious. Oh no! So this is Kyria. She goes from where Okay. That that could be more anime, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> how? Tell me how. Uh there could be random holes on the pants. <laughs> that seems about right. <laughs> oh, and belts. Belts everywhere. Oh yeah, not enough belts, definitely belts. Like at least 10 more belts. <laughs> yeah, so she goes from regular civilian clothing to that. <laughs> uh, the other female leads outfit is not much better. And actually, I think potentially worse because it is very, it's very tit focused and she is 15. Oh, was that the game where like they actually, they actually redubbed the Cause there's no English dub, right? No. They actually redubbed the Japanese dialogue to make the characters older. Like, w- like when they say, "Hey, my I'm age is whatever," like they actually changed it and then had the Japanese actresses re-record them to be like, "I am actually 15 instead of 14," because the characters were so sexualized that they were afraid they would make the Western audience uncomfortable. They weren't wrong. Because another option this game has is to have this character wear glasses. The glasses have no in-game benefit. They do not change anything. They do not. They are just to have the main female lead wear glasses. They're just there for fetish bait. A hundred percent. As soon as I realized uh, that, I got very uncomfortable. But anyway, back to combat. Um, so the main, the main thing with combat is um, stringing together uh, sessions. So like when it was like when you hit an enemy with a weakness. Um, they hit enemy with all their weaknesses. They're not knocked down like a persona. Instead, what happens is you 
can trigger a session where if you hit someone with the right kind of skill, that will trigger someone else to be able to go in for a second attack. Which can then trigger someone to go in for a third attack. Like the main it's kind of like kind of like Fire Emblem, except more. Uh-huh. Because you can get a second attack, but you can't usually get a third. Well that well, these attacks come from the other characters. So you, so you roll around with a party of three people, you go into combat with them, and then you, and then like you, you, you can like you can like trigger off of multiple stuff. So like you do a, you do like a lightning based attack, which will then trigger the main girl to do a lance attack, which will then trigger the main guy to do, which will then trigger the secondary guy to do like a fire attack, which will then trigger the main guy to do another sword attack. Like that's that's the main combat strategy that a lot of these things suggest of just trying to find ways to chain sessions together to get the most damage possible. And another interesting, kind of interesting thing they do actually is uh, they let you swap out characters mid-fight. Like, like so, everyone you're going with you going with your party, and then in the middle of the fight, you can actually just swap out. You can swap out one character with a different character, like you were swapping out a persona. You can do that in Persona Five. Yeah, I know it's it's still a relatively new thing though to me because this hasn't been the case for. JRPGs forever. And this also came out before Persona 5. Yeah. This came out during that period where there were no Persona games. And this came out on the Wii U. Yeah, and Atlas wasn't sure if uh, they were going to, you know, be able to hang on and make Persona 5 at that point. Yeah. I'm so glad they did. <laughs> yeah, Persona 5 is really fucking good. This th- this entire game is just very weird to me. Of like, I don't get the main character. I the entire premise of it is very odd to me, and it's especially odd given what little I do know about the idol industry in Japan is not this, and in fact, it is the exact opposite of this. Because for those who I don't gathered- know, oh, okay, no, go ahead. Yeah, for those who don't know, in Japan. And like a lot of Asiatic countries, like Korea does has this too. Uh, pop idols are produced as part of a like near factory style where they just like find young kids like, hey, you're reasonably attractive. We're going to fucking put you through this goddamn boot camp and you're going to make us fucking money. And it is incredibly harsh and incredibly demanding. And if you fuck up once, it can either end your career or lead to you being publicly shamed. Uh, you might have seen a recent. You might have seen a story like in the last year or so of a K-pop idol who was who had her head forcibly shaved and and while she was profusely apologizing for being seen in public with her boyfriend. Yeah, they're supposed to. They're supposed to remain single so the guys can fantasize that they might have a chance with them. Yeah, it's literally it's literally in their contracts. Yeah, it is this incredibly controlling and demanding industry that is super fucked. And so seeing it being handled like this just feels, it feels a bit like, it feels a bit scrubbed, like sanitized. And that is a bit weird, especially considering that I'm also playing a different game that has a similarly sanitized, but not really look at the idol industry. Because I'm also playing Yakuza 5. <laughs> And in Yakuza 5, the first game where you can play as a female character, you play as Haruka, 
um, who is who is on the road to become an idol, and who develops a very strong bond with a character who threatens to shut down her orphanage. It's very very bizarre. Like we when we're introduced to Haruka's storyline. What happens is uh, that what happens with this whole thing is that a woman named Park, she approaches Kiryu and says, "Like, hey, your kid could become an idol. I think she has what it takes." Not that not not, not that Haruka had sought her out. Just Park saw her. I was like, "Hey, you could be an idol." Kiryu asks, "Why do you, why do you want to do this?" To which Park responds, "I failed at becoming an idol. She can fulfill my dream." Yeah. And then she says, hey, it will be best if you abandoned your orphanage and made sure that no one knew that you were related to Haruka at all. Otherwise, things might go bad for her dream. This is a sentence after she said she can fulfill my dream. And Haruka's there listening to this entire thing and not once steps in and goes, "Uh, yo, don't fucking evict my dad. But anyway. So she goes off to fucking, uh, she goes off to somewhere other, uh, Sotenbori, I believe, uh, to train to be an idol. And one of the first things, one of the first interactions at the park that we see in this is, is you better win this fucking, you, you better win this idol competition against two veterans or I will shut down your orphanage. I have the I, I I hold the future of every person you consider a sibling in my in the palm of my hand. Do this for me, or I will fucking destroy your home. To which Haruka's like, "All right, respect." Okay, sure. That's what you. That's what you want. Yeah, and then develops like this very strong connection to her that actually drives the next two chapters of the game when you play as a different character. Which is so fucking bizarre to me. Just this woman, this horrible, horrible woman, was like, "Hey, you know your dad? You know, you know your like surrogate dad who helped you through like incredibly hard times and has been your rock and stability for the majority of your life." Yeah, he's not around anymore because I wouldn't let him. And also, you can also you can't see your siblings for a while, or probably ever again. And if you ever try to dispute, if you ever try to fucking leave me. I will shut down your orphanage. Also, here's a pen. Love me. And Arco's like, yeah, sure, dude. I, I don't. I don't get it. Really, I don't. I, it's. Park is a horrible person. Authority is always right. <laughs> Like, yeah, is this just a cultural thing? Yeah, pretty much. Just fuck me. When was this, when was this game made? Uh, like 2012-ish, I think. All right, so so it wasn't until the, the whole uh, tsunami thing and the you know Fukushima incident that uh, the Japanese culture started to kind of come around to the idea that, you know, Maybe listening to the people in charge all the time is a bad idea because they were going to let us get irradiated. But that's then, why we have that's why we have Persona Five. But then look at the other Yakuza games. 
where every single the plot of every single Yakuza game is Kiryu finds out that someone higher up in your organization is fucking evil, so I need to go punch them. Yeah, but that's yeah, but they're not legit. <laughs> they're criminals. Criminals bad. The Japanese government good. The main bad guy from the first game is a member of the Japanese government. But he's working with the Yakuza. Right? I mean, technically, but he's also a he's also in line to become the next prime minister. The fuck? Man, this is a weird, That's, weird situation. That seems to be a very that seems a very 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 popular villain trope in Japan. <laughs> he's in line to become prime minister. It's like I'm evil and I'm gonna become prime minister and take over the country. Yes, I'm gonna I'm gonna force our economy into the fucking dirt, then come back and save it all with idols. This guy also wears sunglasses and like shave his head. Uh, no, he looks like a politician. Okay. Yeah, like in in Yakuza, they kind of go out of their way to make sure politicians look like politicians. Make characters. Pardon, you get out there. I said, and not and not anime characters. No, no, they say the anime characters the rest of the for the rest of the cast. Yeah, the Japanese the Japanese politician did not rip off his jacket to reveal a massive back tattoo. He just kind of hung out in a helicopter. He he didn't pull off his to, to reveal he was massively jacked and say, and now we will fight. Yeah, no, he's no. Nah. <laughs> He did not go full Yakuza or full Metal Gear Rising. Just jumps out of the helicopter, lands perfectly fine. It's like, I do that nano machine, son. Machine, son. <laughs> Could have played college ball, you know. <sighs> I'm using war as an industry to end war as an industry. Man, I need to replay that game. I could just introduce all of that into D and D. It it will no, be nowhere near the same. Oh, I know, I know. I'm not good a good enough storyteller to do that. <laughs> You're not a Japanese enough storyteller to do that. Because <laughs> think the story isn't very good. It's just very Japanese. <sighs> but yeah, uh, I just kind of blasted through those. Like I've been like with with with. Yakuza. It's Yakuza 5, man. I, I would have to explain so much to actually give a proper thing to both of you about this. <laughs> I'm working on Yakuza 1. I think it's 1. It's Kwame? Yeah, Kwame. <laughs> yeah, so that's 1. Yeah, I'm working on Yakuza Kwame. It kind of got a backseat because, you know, everything else I'm playing. But. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and, we, you kind of get the gist by now. Yeah, and then with Tokyo Mirage, I'm only like five hours in, so I haven't really gotten into the meat of it yet. So with Tokyo Mirage Sessions, what I think happened, and why, it's the, why it's so weird, is that basically Nintendo kind of contracted Atlas to make a crossover between SMT and the Fire Emblem, you know, and they, before they actually had any plans for it. Mm-hmm. And, then they had the, and then they had the whole disaster with their, their parent company falling apart and they were still contracted to do this game and it was the only big thing they were working on because 
Persona 5 was constantly delayed and lost and rewritten. And they're like, oh, crap, what do we do? Um, idols. Okay. Let's go with that. <laughs> Let's make it Persona 4.5. Yeah. Because if you... Let's make sure everyone remember, looks like an idiot. Yeah, because if you, if you remember, there was actually a very early trailer for this game when it was just called Shin Megami Tensei Cross Fire Emblem. And uh, it just sh- it showed an actual crossover between, you know, the, all the various characters of the Shin Megami Tensei games and all the various characters of the Fire Emblem games. And the actual game that came out was nothing like that. Yeah. So clearly they just they just threw that together for the sake of having something to show off, which meant they had no plan whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, sounds about right. And I'm still mad because I really wanted that actual crossover game. Well, suck it up. Instead, what you get is a weird ghost man named Krom. It's like I was like, I don't need a weird idol thing. I, uh, I'm I'm happy with no. It's fine. I'd I'd rather have. And now I'd the child, see, and now the child dragon ladies of Vocaloid. I'd rather see, uh, you know, Marth team up with uh, Demi Fiend, guest starring Dante from Devil May Cry. <laughs> oh, that never gonna fucking happen. Anyway, uh, from there, I played a demo for the first time in a while. Those still exist. Yes, people still release demos. It's weird. Yes, they do. A lot of time the demo is just the full game, but like they lock off the rest of it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so this game is called Ghost Runner. It is a it's a first person. Yes, it's a, hmm, I'm trying to think of the best way to describe it. It's a first person free running murder game. Okay. It's like it's setting up something like, you know, Weird cyberpunk cyberpunk future. You are a weird robot ninja who's getting voices in your head from a thing called Whisper in the demo, at least. And, and yeah, you can you like run along walls. You can do wall runs, like wall climbs, jumps, double jumps, uh, dashes. And if you get hit once by anything, you die. So this is all all this kind of run based, similar to like Hotline Miami or like a uh, Super Meat Boy, and. This game looks fucking great, but they still managed to have the respawn time be like a fraction of a second. So you fuck up, hit re- hit restart, and you're back in it instantly. So that's great. And yes, yes, it's just it's just a bunch of like uh, enemies with laser guns. Uh, they the guns like the guns will light up before they shoot at you, giving you give you a chance to actually like slow down time a bit because because you can slow down time a little bit. To maneuver yourself out of the way of them and then dash toward the guy who shot it and just kill them in, with your fucking katana. Because you have a katana because it's the future. Oh, yeah, that's just the game so far. Like that's, that's all they had in the demo of just you run through these levels, go as quick as possible. Here's a grappling hook. Here's your sword. Go nuts. And it's just about you trying to find the quickest route to get to the enemies, avoid their attacks, kill them, and then move on to the next area. All of it, no real loading, no real anything. Just kind of very quick, very all, all very instanced, though. So it's not it's not like an open world kind of thing. It's a, it's just more of a here is the area, kill the things in it. Okay, the door open to the next area. And yeah, it was really fun. Uh, I can see this game coming out and being like being like a decent like thirty to forty dollar purchase. 
assuming that they keep it reasonably priced. It looks fucking fantastic. Uh, if you get a chance to check out the demo, it's available on Steam for free. I'd uh, have to take a look. Yeah, and then last two things are two games that I have spent about as much time with as I have with everything else. Uh, the first is Cloudpunk, a dystopian cyberpunk delivery service game. You move, yeah, you just some person moved to a city where you are the where you are the driver of a hover car going throughout to like fifth element style hover roads crashing into fifth element style hover traffic yeah exactly you 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 you're just fucking speeding by the speeding by the local McDonald's and all of a sudden the cops are on you but yeah then you just go around delivering packages it seems to be more like story based so like like you, the person you're playing as is a character. They have motivations. They have all that stuff. But I'm only like, I think an hour into it, if that. Let me actually double check that. Punk, where the fuck are you? Oh, I'm 25 minutes into it. Apologies. Never mind. Yeah, what I've played of it so far is interesting. It is very. Visually, it's visually is kind of the thing that drove me to it. It is all it's all done like voxel, so like you know, uh, so you know, like three D pixelated. Mm, I enjoy voxel. Yeah, but I mean, all but all a, done with like art style. yeah, but all done with like the harsh neon lighting of like a of like a Blade Runner kind of looking thing. Like, look at some of the screenshots, and that will give you an idea of what the game looks like. And that that was the biggest selling point for me. Then I actually get into playing it, and it plays largely fine. It feels like it is. It feels like the gameplay is just a vehicle for the story. Like this could have easily been like a visual novel along the lines of like a Neo Cab. But the flying around does give it does like actually help it feel like a bit of a world, as opposed to Neo Cab, which was just, which was just hey here are the, here are where the plot beats are happening. Nothing relates to anything else. So I've got that going for it. Also, your car is a dog. Yeah, you, you like you, you can install it. You you end up wait what? Yeah, you begin installing an AI into your car at the very beginning of the game, and then where I stopped playing it for now, um, the AI what the AI you were installing was revealed to be the AI of your dead dog. Oh, and so and so your dog is like, and so your dog is like, oh, I'm big now because it's a car. And it's and it's, yeah, this and so far the story at least looks like this fucking person is taking these fucking delivery jobs to raise money to buy her dog a new body. Which automatically endeared me to like, the game. You kind of make it sound like he sounds like Doug from Up. He kind of does. So I'm big now. You are my master. You are my best friend. Yeah, that's actually exactly what he like, sounds like. I do not. I do not like the shame. Yeah, that is a hundred percent what he sounds like. Because I mean, if you're gonna vocalize a dog, why not vocalize the dog like Up did? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So once I actually spend a bit more like spend a bit more time with that game, dig a bit more deeper into it, I'll come back with more thoughts on it. Uh, the last game I've been playing, XCOM Chimera Squad. 
This is a new XCOM game that costs half as much as XCOM does. Ooh. Because this is XCOM Lite. This is XCOM for kids. I like it already. <laughs> I I got very pissed at the uh, last XCOM game because I literally I I got to a point where it was just like, hey, you know that party that you've been running with? Yeah, we're you're, you're just gonna lose them now. Period. No matter what your tactics are, no matter the fact that you're over leveled for this encounter, your entire team's getting wiped. Yeah, that's dumb. Even if you turn it down to easy, uh, your entire team just poof gone. Period. So I uh, took the disc out and returned it. <laughs> okay. That's how mad I was. I don't normally return games. I don't normally sell games back. That game is not on my shelf anymore. I haven't finished either of the two XCOM games, and I own both of them. I finished the first new one, and I finished the original XCOM, both of which I loved, which is why I got XCOM 2. Yeah, like, like XCOM 1 was a XCOM one is a very, very good game. I just haven't... I, I just don't have, I guess... I haven't been able to devote the proper amount of time to it. And with XCOM 2, I never... And with XCOM 2, it was... It ran real weird on my PC when I tried it the first time, so I haven't tried it again since. But yeah, this one is just taking the concepts of XCOM and simplifying them down. For example, your characters can't die. Ever? Nope. Like, like, in combat, they can be knocked out, but then go back to base, they're there. Alive and well. Because as opposed to the other XCOM games where you are just recruiting randos and then you give them names and personalities and assign them stuff, in this, you are recruiting characters. Ah, uh, the old uh, Fire Emblem problem. Yeah, you're recruiting characters, so each one of them has, each one of them has like, you know, personality and... And like their own unique abilities and stuff, and they're all made to be more powerful than, X than regular XCOM soldiers. Like I think at level one, you, the lowest health you had was seven, which is about double what it was in XCOM. And then yeah, from there, like they level up, they get new skills and everything. Um, the whole premise of the game is that you're it's taking place in City Thirty One, a futuristic metropolis. Uh, that was built. That was built as a hub of harmony between the humans and the aliens, because you because you get to play as both human and alien, and everything in between. Like you get you, like you get mutons, you get uh, like the snake people, you get like the you get like the greys, but like they are like the fucking really big ones that they can do like they they, they can still do mind shit. Uh, you get like weird hybrids of. Like like the weird hybrid aliens that were like part of X XCOM two. Hey, you're just a bunch of fucking cops. You go into you, 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 the missions you go on are all in districts, and as you progress through the game, you take missions in some districts, and then that will cause like heat to rise in other districts, which will then make missions more difficult there. But then you can reduce that heat by sending in like um, tactical squads and like updating that stuff. Um, you gather resources and you gather resources uh, to improve everything you do at XCOM, but as opposed to as opposed to XCOM proper, where you have money, Illyrium, and researchers, engineers, and like all the other shit you get from countries, 
In this, you just have Intel, Illyrium, and money. Which then that, which then that, those resources will let you buy essentially everything. And yeah, it's all of, it's all like the, it's some of the base management of XCOM, some of the, it's most, it's mostly the world management from XCOM with the combat from XCOM, but everything has been turned down to kid mode and then bumped up a bit more for like Saturday morning cartoons. And like even the combat has been very significantly brought down because there is no more like scouting or missions or whatever. It is all instance. You start you start off by choosing a breach point, which which is just, you know, a door or wall. And then you choose you stack up your four guys, because you can only have a team of four, burst in and kill everyone in the room. You also have the option of knocking people unconscious, which will then give you more intel. And then once you have cleared out everyone in a room, you then move on to the next area, which is another breach. And then you just, you do that two or three times, mission over. I have gone through all of these. I've gone through like four or five missions. And I've had one person go down on a very difficult mission. And that was it. And I suck at XCOM. Yeah, it is. The game's 40 bucks and it feels like it. And that is that's mainly what I can say about it. If you're like this is if you liked XCOM, this might not be for you. It might be a bit too easy, but if you liked XCOM as a concept but didn't super like the difficulty of the games, this might be more your style. I think I'm going to look into this. <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah, so that's what I got. Uh, Cave, what have you been playing? All right. Uh, so should I start with the thing that me and Alex are probably going to talk about for the next five hours, or should I start with something that none of you have played? Uh, the the latter. Uh, I've forgotten which one the latter refers to. Latter is the next one. I'm an English major. Yeah. Don't. Save, save the one that you and Alex will talk about for when Alex is transferred. Don't, 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 don't talk about Persona 5. All right. Um, so, Animal Crossing. Oh, apologies. Oh, quick update. Chimera Squad is actually thirty bucks. Okay. So, Animal Crossing has saved my sanity and driven me insane. You, you, and literally everyone else. Yeah, everyone fucking talked about. Hey, I got Animal Crossing. Oh fuck, Animal Crossing's terrible. I love Animal Crossing. Well, specifically for me, it's because I keep getting into the mindset of man, I just want to enjoy some casual stuff. But then that collector part of my brain triggers and like I just fly into a rage as the mechanics don't work well enough for me to actually do the thing that I should be able to do. Yep. Um, Animal Crossing. And like, I love it to bits. I, I, the re- the recent update and leaf coming back, who was one of my favorite characters. Cause I think sloths are adorable. Uh, being able to hang out with all of my favorite characters. Cause I don't actually give a shit about the villagers. It's the shopkeeps, the recurring characters there that I like. I love seeing Tom Nook slowly developing from just a shopkeep to like a full on, like, like mega millionaire business magnet who's like still using his money to help people. Fuck everyone. Who's like Tom Nook is a loan shark. He is a good man because he doesn't charge interest. (laughs) 
Like, that's just fucking insane. He doesn't charge any interest, and yet everybody's like, he's the loan collector, bust a bust stuff in on your ass and take all your stuff. He doesn't charge interest. He doesn't come... He doesn't call you on your debts. You could play the game for 50 years while never paying for your first house. <laughs> and you're fine. Tom Nook is the most generous loner I've ever met. And as an adult, it's like, it's the worst lesson of debt you could teach a child. Yeah, he's more along the lines of an... Calling back to Yakuza. He's more along the lines of an Akiyama than an actual loan shark. Akiyama gives that gives that interest free loans for whatever amount of money you you he deems you worthy of taking. <sighs> okay, so um, I, I I am loving Animal Crossing. Uh, I'm playing with uh, my wife. Uh, my I, we my wife and I got my father in law a, a Switch and Animal Crossing for his birthday. No, we were like. You're, you need to de-stress. This is a great thing. You'll enjoy it. We'll get you this for your birthday. And I'm actually starting to wonder if he's logged more hours in Animal Crossing than I have. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, it, I think it's a really great game for trying to get older people either into gaming or back into gaming. Because it's a really relaxed kind of environment. Um, and what's, the deal, what's the deal with the turnips? What about the turnips? I don't know. Everyone was always like, oh my God, I got to get the turnips. Okay. Turnips so, uh, you, you know how we have the stock market, the stock market in real life? Yes. Turnips are involved in something called the stock market. S T A L K where you buy them on Sundays. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Uh, and the price varies throughout the week. And like people are developing fucking price calculations to determine when the best time to sell them is. Whereas I'm just sitting here like, Oh, that's yes, like a forty percent increase on my on what I paid. Oh, I've seen shit. it. I was uh, they'd be like, "Should I sell my turnips now?" I was like, "What's so special with the turnips?" The, yeah, just yeah. You can stuff. you can make tremendous profits. Throw them at people. Hey, hey it's a funny thing. Uh, with with the, with the person who fucking you you sell your fucking turnips to. Her name is Sal Joan. Uh no, actually, it's Daisy May. What the fuck? Sal Joan is the person who used to. Daisy May is her granddaughter who took over for her because she's too old. Then where the fuck's the pun? I don't know. It's gone. Oh, uh, Daisy May, I'm pretty sure is like, I'm pretty sure that's actually something. Oh, God. I can't remember. But, um, yeah, they've actually replaced a lot of the returning characters that I didn't give a crap about. Okay, so according to the internet... Her name is a reference to the Federal National Mortgage Association, also known as Fannie Mae. That's it. There you go. Okay, so they took Sow Jones, which is a reference to Dow Jones, which is the stock market, and changed it and to And turned the... it into a mortgage reference. Hmm. Th- there's a joke in there somewhere. Well, we just explain the joke. I'm going to say, but I'm not going to say it. Uh, whatever. But yeah, um, they've replaced a lot of the returning characters. Um, the old uh, chameleon has been replaced with a uh, new chameleon called Flick. Uh, the old uh, beaver has been pla- replaced with a new beaver whose name I don't remember because I've never actually talked to him because 
he's he's fishing mini games and i'm like okay i'm just gonna fish anyway like you you don't make me want to fish any more or any less because fishing is my favorite side activity in animal crossing uh it it really is it really is i i love fishing in animal crossing because <laughs> I, I love i love i'm i'm the kind of guy who just likes to sit there and stare for hours on end and just ah, oh, i got a bite yeah, there we go. All right, time to move on to the next fish. I'm going to catch like, every kind of fish possible. In Persona 5, I fish. That is what I do. <laughs> like, if I have nothing else to do in a day, I will fish. Um, so, well, like, Fire Emblem Three Houses, then, because you can fish in that game. No. <laughs> no. Because there's another game around it that I'd have to play to get to the fishing. There's another game around. You know, there's another game around both the games that you just mentioned that have fishing in them. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say just about every game. Yeah, but I enjoy game those game. games. I don't like fishing. I don't like Fire Emblem. Trails of Cold Steel has a fishing. Mini- well, maybe I'll play Trails of Cold Steel to get to the fishing mini game. Oh, no. Um, but yeah, so it's it's Animal Crossing. If you've played Animal Crossing, it's fucking Animal Crossing. The biggest difference between this Animal Crossing and the previous Animal Crossings is you've got to earn your shops by buying uh, from the merchants when they come to your island randomly. Um, so far, I've only managed to unlock the Able Sisters, but I believe Kix and Leaf both have a shop, too. Uh, and I'm hoping LaBelle will move back in with her sisters if I do her little mini game thing enough, which is dress up the way I tell you, which has pretty much been, hey... Grab some random clothes from your uh, from your wardrobe for me. Yeah, and I take them off. <laughs> oh. I've done that. I literally played the first like two weeks in game naked. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, eh, I'm on a deserted island. Uh, who cares? Use, use the old de- Oregon Trail method. I'm on a deserted <laughs> island with a real estate market, it's fine. So. Yeah. So way back, if you played the Oregon Trail, uh, well, you you need food to survive. You do not need clothes, so you can just have your entire your entire party run the whole trail like completely naked by not buying any clothes to save money, and it's never been a problem. That is how you cheated Oregon Trail. You make everyone naked. <laughs> <laughs> okay. An exploit I found out when I was in the second grade. Those are your fucking elite Oregon Trail stats. The fucking yes, fucking strats. Used to be big. Used to be the biggest game in the fucking world. Back in the day, in the school, on our DOS computers, and that was the only game we could play. (laughs) Fuck. Back in 1991. Remember, kids. Remember. Remember math blasters. Oh, math blasters. Remember Mavis Bacon? Number munchers? I do. I remember. Remember that circus-based math game that looked like the fucking skiing game fucking started dying on you? (laughs) Um, So, yeah. Uh, I I adore Animal Crossing. I need to take breaks from it periodically because I get frustrated with it. Um, 
And like really one of those breaks manifested in Super Mario Kart 8. I believe that's the one that's on the uh Switch. Yes. Well, eight deluxe. Yeah, um so the only Mario Kart I enjoyed before this was Mario Kart 64. Every other Mario Kart I've I've like not enjoyed for various reasons. I got a little bit of joy out of Double Dash, but not enough to actually buy it. I played it at a friend's place. But Mario Kart 8 has been an absolute blast. I finally understand what the fuck people are talking about when they're seeing Drift. Drift around the corners, because I actually figured out how to do it. <laughs> uh, I like the... I like the fact that you have to earn cart pieces, but doing pretty much anything in the game earns you cart pieces. Uh, I've got a, I've got a, I've got a really, I, I like my cart setup. I don't care if it sucks. Um, I've tuned it so that it's perfect for me. Uh, I owned my wife and father-in-law when we played it together because <laughs> I've been practicing and they haven't been. Um, I'm sure my father-in-law has been practicing and will own me next time because he's really good at racing games. Like once my father-in-law learns the mechanics and the tracks, he's really good at racing games. Um But like it's it's an absolute it's again, it's Mario Kart. It's a long-running series that you have probably played the game before. They yep. don't really introduce much if anything new except for like I don't know if the infinity symbol item was uh, in the old games or not, it, but it's new to me. Probably wasn't because this is the eight. Okay. And so, so you, you get an item that gives you all the items. If you're in last place, <laughs> even on frantic mode. Oh, that, that seems like a nightmare. Yeah. It, like that's my, that's the thing I hate most about Mario Kart is if you're in first place, you don't get any of the good item. So you don't get to practice with any of the good items. Yeah, rubber banding. Yeah. Um. But yeah, it's Mario Kart. You've played it. You've probably played it. Pretty much everyone in the world who has access to a console has probably replay has probably played um. Uh, has probably played Mario Kart. What can I say other than hey, it's a good Mario Kart. I played the original on SNES. Good for you. No one cares. Some people care. <laughs> you know they do. Yeah, they do. I played the one on the Wii. That was most of my college experience. Mm. Yeah, one of the people on my floor had a Wii, so we played Mario Kart. Also, Gordon Ramsay's Kitchen Nightmares. <laughs> what? And Spyro. A very, Spyro was on the Wii? There was a very, very bad Spyro on the Wii. Huh. A very bad Spyro. So, Dead, I have to ask, have we talked about Vermintide yet? Uh, not... A little bit, yeah. I, like, only have one thing that I want to say about Vermintide. Yes. Um, make veteran worth it. Because <laughs> Dead we were playing on rookie because we just got started um and like finally we're like all right we've unlocked veteran oh man we're gonna get better rewards we're gonna get better stuff we're gonna get we're gonna like challenge ourselves uh it's kind of harder 
in that like we're we're actually using the health potions now instead of just me using the health potions because dead better at the game than me. Yeah, um, they they introduce like a new type of enemy that is just like the rat men but faster. Yeah, and um we don't get any more experience as far as I can tell. The loot isn't very much better. No, we get like we get like 20 more experience. Woo. Um the loot isn't much better. And then there's the side uh, activity collections. Uh, Dead and I struggled to collect all the tomes and um, um, what's the other thing? Grimoires. And grimoires on a level. We got screwed out of one grimoire, but hey, that's life. What are you going to do? Yeah. So yeah. So in um, so in the game, there are there are five collectibles. Well, they're taking they're taking more, but there are five like you know placed collectibles in the world. Three three tomes and two grimoires with the. And these and these items they take up an item slot. So if you so you, like when you are running down the area, you have you essentially you have, you have and five, the grimoires reduce your health. Yeah, you you have, you have the five hotkeys. One is your melee weapon. Two is your ranged weapon. Three is your healing item. Four is your other potion, which can bump your speed, bump your strength, or refill your focus, which lets you do your ultimate. And then five is a bomb. The tomes take up the three slot, which is your healing item and the grimoire stick up the four slot, which is your other potion item. So, so long. And so you need to actually carry those to the end of the level to the end of the mission or whatever. And yeah, it was. So with, I just want to say this, um, there is a colorized system, you know, green, blue, et cetera, et cetera. Um, without getting any drops, we have gotten blues. Yeah, with with, any dro- with with getting three tomes and a grimoire, I got two greens and a white. White is the worst you can get. Yeah, it's rarity tears. I got uh, three oranges, but the oranges were trash. And this is why loot boxes don't work. Yeah, like, like there, there is an in-game currency that you use to buy stuff, but it's only cosmetics. Uh, the actual like power that you get is derived entirely from the stuff you get from loot boxes, and it is is the problem that is the problem that you regularly get with loot boxes, where you get stuff that you don't use. Like I cannot tell you how many fucking great swords and repeating crossbows I've gotten when I don't use great swords or repeating crossbows. I wouldn't know. I haven't been able to get it to work very well. Yeah, we I played one game with Alex and his computer almost died. I was like, this is too much. Oh, the pixels. There's so many rat men. Can I take the strain, laddie? <laughs> oh, I cannot do it, laddie. I'm giving her all she's got, Captain. But no, yeah, like the like veteran doesn't do anything but annoy me yeah like like veteran doesn't do enough to justify it outside of we want the game to be harder and the grimoires and tomes don't do anything really like like yeah like yeah they up the rarity of the loot box you get but that doesn't that doesn't remove the possibility of just getting shit drops it's like oh cool I got two greens and a blue. I don't use any of these. I was like, awesome. I got a fucking like cave. It would be like, 
Oh, cool. We have gone we have gone entire runs without me like two three runs without me getting a single upgrade that I was willing to use. Yeah. Um, I refuse to use the glaives because they limit my like range of uh, of attack. They're slower. I refuse to use the great swords. I don't really like the single swords or the spears, but I'll use them. I like the dual a uh, dual swords, sword and dagger, dual daggers. I pretty much like all of the bows. All of the bows are cool by me. Like I've gotten used to each of them now. However, I went so fucking long without upgrading my bow. It was just, oh, God. Yeah, meanwhile. So infuriating. Meanwhile, me, your boy, is rolling with a mace and the dual pistols. I've been spending a lot of time in the uh, in the craftsman area uh, de- disassembling things. I just don't know how to get red gem dust. Once I find that out, though. Motherfucker, I'm getting all kinds of shit. I'll make my mace do so much more damage. <sighs> I guess also for reference to anybody who cares, I'm playing as I'm playing as Victor uh, with the Zealot subclass, and then Cave is playing the Elf with the Elf subclass. I try to play the Dwarf, but. You- the dwarf Your computer fucking, didn't like it. <laughs> this motherfucker, like when when we were playing this, we played the game a couple days ago, and that fucking dwarf is a piece of shit. That dwarf stole so many special kills. Yeah, I was playing the whole time. <laughs> like I'd just be like, like Cave or I would be like, like I'd be running up to fucking shoot. I'd be running up to fucking beat someone to death with my mace. Cave would be waiting for me. Cave would be waiting for a better shot to take, to take the kill before I can. <laughs> hey that's true yeah and then just all of a sudden out of nowhere just the fucking special shows up and then dies a second later because guess what the dwarf was there that fucking piece of shit dwarf the dwarf keeps stealing kills constantly constantly and like you think the fighter would be doing more of that you think Marcus would be doing more of that but no Marcus can't fucking kill shit Marcus is so slow I think, I think at one point we just abandoned him. Like we were like we had like he had died or something like he'd fallen off a cliff or something. And then as he was and then as we were like making our way, we, we went past the point where he respawned and then we just didn't go back for him. And I just, just finished the mission without him. Oh, and that also fucking reminds me. When we were, so when we were going for the first grimoire run, we found the grimoire in the first. We found the grimoire in the first, uh, not not the first mission. The uh, whatever whatever the mission in the uh, fucking the second yeah second mission of Act One. And so we got the grimoire, and then we started running down, and we fell down the corpse hole. Both Cave and I were nearly dead. And with Marcus, oh, sorry, with Victor, you like to have him kind of near dead because that ups his attack, but also and also gives him a chance to like you know get temporary hit points from killing people. I fell down and died instantly because I got fucking swarmed. Cave came down a second later and then died slower. Yeah, uh, well, I, I I killed the enemy that was uh, that had pinned you because you were you were killed by one of the stealth rat men and you got back up and then immediately got killed. <laughs> yeah, 
And so normally the AI would come to our rescue in this situation. Yeah, like the AI. Do you want to know what they were doing? They were fucking up above the hole. Yes, they were both. And I do mean fucking because their models were gyrating against each other. Yes, they are both occupying the same point in space and just vibrating violently between the two of them. Which sucks because normally the AI is actually pretty good. Yeah, but every once in a while they get stuck. Like uh, Marcus once got an infinite loop of falling. <laughs> yeah, just kept falling off. Like we'd come back, rescue him, he'd fall off. And then like the third time we were like, fuck it, we're done. Yeah. He'll respawn later. <laughs> Which is actually how we found out what the respawn mechanic was. Yeah. <sighs> I got punched by a rat into a river and died. Yeah, that was a fun one. It's the Revenge um, of James. Yeah, I play I play the game as uh as Dead Man's sidekick <laughs> because I know he's better than me. Um so it's just like I'll rescue the main character as I sprint across the field, letting the AIs kill most things. Yeah, at the end of every at the end of every mission they like uh, grade you on they show, they show you how like how much damage dealt damage taken, special kills, stuff like that, and they circle who has the best. Uh, typically in a standard thing, um, of the like 10 options we have, I have seven. And usually I took the most damage. <laughs> now, typically your most ranged kills. Actually, Barden tends to get mo- most ranged kills on us. Like it's, I've gotten better. Split. I've been improving. I've been, ta- I've been stealing some of dead circles. <laughs> yeah. I just mace above my head, spinning around. Then all of a sudden the three in front of me die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll, I I have the machine gun bow right now, so I'll just aim at dead because you can't hit your allies and spray through him. Because <laughs> I figure he's gonna get a kill. I'll just take care of that right now. <laughs> oh. oh fuck! Vermintide's a lot of fun. Yeah, Vermintide is an absolute blast. Uh, it's one of the best multiplayer games that I've played in a little while. It was pretty good for the brief time I could play it. Yeah, don't worry, don't worry, Alex. One day we'll get we'll get your, we'll get your computer some fucking whey protein. We'll beat that bit, beat that boy up. I think one day it's just gonna get a little die and I'll have to buy a new one. It is like five years old. Jesus, it's still running. Yeah, I know. I did. and it's still running great as long as I don't try to play an advanced game on it. <laughs> this computer runs fucking flawlessly. Just don't try to do anything. It boots. That's all you need, right? If it's anything more advanced than opening the start menu, then we're going to have some problems. It plays videos. It plays weaker games. God, that reminds me of one of my fucking friend's computers. Uh, one of my roommates, he had a laptop that he refused to let die. Despite despite everything, it, despite everything about its existence, screaming for death. This drive still opens. His didn't. Uh, the battery. I mean, I'm, I'm going yeah. to say that doesn't sound like much, but PC I had before this one, the disk drive didn't open for like years. Yeah. So with it, yeah. So this guy's laptop, it. the disk drive didn't boot. The disk drive, disk drive didn't open. The battery had to be held in with tape. It couldn't hold a charge. Um, opening Chrome uh, jumped the CPU usage and the RAM usage up to 100 percent each. Wow. And it was probably so full of fucking viruses from all the weird Russian porn he downloaded that the thing barely ran. But 
You don't want to go with Russian porn. You want to go with Algerian porn. Come on. Yeah, but Noob. so here's here's a point. Here's a point of pride that he had. Uh, his computer booted League of Legends faster than someone else's who whose computer was better. That's okay. Did it run League of Legends? A little bit. Like League of Legends is not exactly a. It's not exactly a Twitch reaction game. So you can kind of play it like around 30 or 15 FPS. And have it and it'll still be large and have it still be relatively enjoyable. And he would like go down to like Rental City or something like that and get a new computer from them and then return it within a month because he because he hated Windows 10. So he just held on to that fucking computer. Just refusing out of just like dogged stubbornness to kill it. Like at that point it was a mercy killing. Meanwhile, I'm looking at new laptop options and mine's still running. Really? Honestly, my laptop gave me like a, gave me a scare a while ago. And now it's just like, Hey, we're good. We've, we've recovered. Bro, my best friends again, bro. My computer is six months old. I'm looking at a thousand dollar upgrade to it. That would require me to buy an entire new power supply. I have problems, okay? I build PCs. Yeah, I'm starting to get that. <laughs> yes, PC Master Race. <laughs> Elitists. Yeah, someday I'll upgrade to someday someday I'll upgrade to 144 hertz, and then then it'll be over for you fuckers. And just wait until I get into 4K. My eyes aren't good enough for 4K, so I will never get to it. <sighs> I never understood that. What do you mean? This idea that people like. Like four, like four K, like like the people who like do, people who say like, oh yeah, thirty is just thirty is as good as sixty. It's the exact same. It's not. It's not. And I will, I will admit that four K is much better. It's just my eyes can't. My eyes are shit, so it doesn't matter. I can't see any better than like my mom and her husband have been wearing glasses for thirty years between them. They got a four K TV and knows the difference. Oh, maybe maybe when I have the money, I'll waste it on a 4K TV, but I doubt it. Yeah, they have two separate 4K TVs, one for upstairs, one for downstairs. <laughs> Meanwhile, I have a 1080p monitor that basically works and a TV from 2005 that I need to replace. It works, but it, I, I, I would like to play a video game that isn't fuzzy. Fucking downsampling to 768. <laughs> <laughs> eh. Who the f- who the fuck thought that was a good idea? Who the fuck who the uh, fuck who the fuck was the person who was like, hey, let's let's you know standard television resolutions. This TV is fucking fifty seven inches. Let's make it seven sixty eight. Well, no, it's full ten eighty. Because fuck you, that's why. At least my monitor runs at ten eighty. <sighs> <sighs> so out of computer specs and back to what we've been playing. <laughs> yeah. Hey, at least this time the fucking. T- Tangent was on topic. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. That's why I let it go on for so long. 
Um, but yeah, so I, I'm enjoying Vermintide a lot. Uh, other than that one mission that we had to restart because we got killed due to AI having sex on the upper floor. Um, like we've we've had a pretty solid time. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, um, I've been it. really I've been really enjoying like learning more about the Warhammer world. I've also started reading a bunch of Warhammer 40k books, which is to Ugh. say, which is to say, both fiction books and uh, rule books. I'm also learning Dark Heresy. <sighs> I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> you sound like it. Well, every tabletop I play is a new experience for me to enjoy. Hmm. Um, so on to persona five Royal. I fucking love this game so much. I couldn't tell for the last time you talked about it. Persona five game of the year again, again, (laughs) the second year. It's my game of the year. Probably third because it was my game of the year the year after it came out too. Um, <laughs> Persona Five, the only game to win three consecutive Game of the Year awards from Caveman. <laughs> um, I like when I when they first started talking about oh Royal's going to be an entire separate game. I was like, "Fuck you! Just make it DLC." How can you release a full game when you could just make, and now that I've played it, I'm like, yeah, they could not have just released this as DLC. Like this would have been a game worth of like content Atlas, to install. Atlas does, Atlas does it all the time. Um, they're like, you should make it DLC. And like, well, we can't because we kind of, we'd kind of have to like modify the entire game. Yeah. But I, I fucking love it. Um, I like the little phone calls that you get. Now, at the end of an encounter with a party member, to just add that little extra bit of spice. I'm gonna say that's just that basically just gives you a couple extra points, so to make it easier well, to level up. It also gives you more like interaction with them, so you can you get that little bit of extra get to know them. That's true. Um, and like I fucking love that. And then there's the uh, there's the grappling hook, which is the best thing ever. And I want to I want to make that item in fifth edition and introduce it as a homebrew item for players to potentially find and use because like you're basically like a way lesser version of Spider-Man with it. <laughs> you can make Smash for that. Um, I fucking love that. I I love the weapons. I love Paradise Lost. I love the fusion alarms, even though I never use them to fuse uh, personas. Oh geez, I abused the hell out of alarms, dude. I'm playing on merciless and destroying it with just generic, like just fucking generic. So ass fun fact: merciless is, merciless is bugged because uh, it actually gives you an experience bonus instead of experience penalty. So if you wonder why you were leveling up so fast on merciless, that's why. Oh, I just ground to the reaper after I hit level forty. Got to level 99 in like how'd you do that? An hour. Oh well, uh that for that I used I used DLC persona. I okay. used Izanagi uh, no Kami Picaro, 
uh, and uh, spammed um, President's Insight. This is on New Game Plus, I should say. Uh, spammed President's Insight onto Joker and then Myriad of Truth to him while the rest of my party focused on healing. You Narakami is crying in pain. <laughs> you stole his persona. Yeah, and I'm using it very well. But uh, I, I actually just use it. I actually just finished um I just finished uh my second playthrough and loved it. And now I'm going to do a bad endings only playthrough. Because I'm like I'm missing a bunch of cutscenes from my Thieves Den, and I'm wondering if those are like the bad ending cutscenes. Which I've never actually seen, because I've never chosen to lose. I want to choose to choose to lose. Um, the bad, the the quote bad ending of the new the new semester is not maybe. It's just an alternate ending. Hard to say if it's bad. Eh, I don't. I don't want to spoil anything, so I won't actually go into comment on that. Um, so, uh, I personally, I, I don't understand why there's so much love for Kasumi online. Like there is a fucking because, like, because, because she's not Marie. <laughs> that's, that's basically it. Okay. Okay, he's okay. He's like he's not gonna understand, so I'm gonna have to explain this to you. So the new girl they added for the updated version of Persona Four, uh, back in like 2012, was terrible. Like one of the worst OC do not steal. Like we we are going to force you to love this girl whether you like it or not, and is thrown into everything. And it did not work the way yeah. people expected. Like, they like even her. Like even from design, she was like fucking like designed to be built like prime waifu material. Yeah, well, I don't get the appeal. Um, well, it's, beca it's because Kasumi's not like that. They're like, wow. They actually... They this actually, is they Marie. This is Marie. Holy shit. Yeah, so the fact that the new wow, character okay. isn't that. They're like, oh, thank God. They're like, oh, thank God. She's a somewhat decent character. Hey. And that, that's and enough. Praise Atlas. And I'm not saying like um like oh there's a specific romance that's better than her. I just don't understand why everybody's like obsessing over her. Because she's not that. Because yeah, she's not Marine, I, she's I suppose character. I suppose like pe pe people I mean people were like dreading Kasumi when the game was coming out because like, oh my god, <laughs> yes. how bad are they gonna ruin her? How bad are they gonna ruin it this time? And they're like, oh, she's pretty good. <laughs> maybe not maybe not the best, but oh thank god we were expecting the worst thing ever. <laughs> I need to fucking get this game. You probably should. Pretty nifty. I've been meaning to. I just, you know, figured I'd buy the dancing games first. Especially especially if you uh, use the new alarm system to min-max personas. You and know I won't do that. Like I, I didn't did. need. I didn't need to. <laughs> I know I didn't need to. I didn't know I didn't need to, but I wanted to make Arsene super badass so I could just use him. Oh yeah, I've I've seen some of the Arsene builds. Those look fun. 
Wait, I might, I'm, I might end up doing that actually. What the shit? Morgana turns human. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. The bonus semester. It's, it's weird and wrong. It's not as Morgana human wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to. It sounds like this was, so this is a kind of pressure to mention the dancing games uh, in persona Four, dancing all night. There was a cutscene at the end of the game that showed the characters one year after the events of persona Four, Mm-hmm. and they'd all been redesigned. Yeah. Like, uh, like Kanji, the fucking like white haired biker dude. He, he, his hair was back to black and he had glasses on and like fucking like a button up suit. Uh, the, button up shirt uh the the cop who's pretending to be a boy was like now it's like fully out there girl stuff uh like it was just very very bizarre seeing like oh they they it changed mm, this is weird and this sounds kind of like that uh no it's not okay it's really not. So I'm reading. Morgana, a, I'm reading a human, bit about more, it. Human Morgana isn't as big a deal as you think it is. Yeah, I'm reading. I'm reading a bit about it, and so it's an alternate timeline. Something like that. Al- alternate reality. Somebody's screwing with reality. Yeah, it's like according to this. According to this thing I'm reading. Uh, yeah, just it's mentioning stuff that like, hey, you know, this thing that happened in the past that was like a main, that was like a big part of these characters' motivation. Yeah, that just didn't happen. Yeah, uh, don't want to go into it too much because there are spoilers involved, uh-huh. but um, yeah. Oh, man, doing the extra semester hurts my feelings every time. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the, new, the new antagonist is significantly better developed than, you know, Shido and the evil cup were. We'll say that. Yes. Fucking Shido. Shido is like, like, hey. I'm just a rat bastard who hates everyone and wants to kill everyone and rule the country because I think I'm better than everyone. You tried to stop to, me. You tried to stop me from I'm raping go, a girl. I'm, yes. go, I'm going to. I'm going to say this in a ten minute conversation I'm having with Akechi that is going to name drop our entire plan because there's not an actual point in the story where the audience can find it out any other way. So, so we're going to meet up with Akechi. Hello, Akechi, secret assassin of mine who's been killing people in the shadow world. Yes, hello, Shido, one who is responsible for this whole conspiracy. Man, it sure is a good thing uh, we ran into each other three years ago, huh? Yeah, I know, right? I didn't believe that you had the power to kill shadows until I read the research that I had you kill from the person. I know, right? Let's move on to the next stage of our evil plan. That's literally what their conversation basically is. Yeah, no, I, I, I remember. I love Persona 5. It is great. The Persona 5 is a really great game. And pretty much, like, every story has a moment like that where it's like, shit, we need to reveal all of this or otherwise people will be unhappy. Um, well, the problem is people are comparing it to Persona 4's equivalent of, oh no, the villain explains his entire plan and motivation. It's significantly better designed than two characters just meet and go, hey, remember that evil thing we did? Yeah, and this evil thing I'm going to do. Yeah, da 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 Yeah, I'm trying to remember like what happened to Persona 4. Didn't they like Figure no, out four, no persona four they figure it out and then they confront him and then like through flashbacks he shows what happened from his perspective okay so yeah i mean it's it's i mean it, it's not exactly great but i mean it's significantly better than just him running into another person 
Going, <laughs> let's discuss our evil plan. Yes. yes. Hello, Akechi. Excuse me. <clears throat> Mwahaha. Mwahaha, Akechi. My, my loyal assassin who I found three years ago. How are you doing? Tell me, doing how great. is your assassinating Shido, head of the conspiracy? <sighs> they didn't release Persona 3 and 4 on the PS4. Well, if they did, I'd play the fuck out of them. The main reason I don't play them is because I have to fucking load up my PS uh, my PS3. I have a PS3 that runs PS2 games. Ah. I played Persona 3 on my PSP originally. That, that version of the game has its merits. It has a female protagonist. As a female protagonist, it's, it's significantly better designed to control your party members. Yeah. So you don't have to rely on one character. Mitsuru, please, I need to heal. Now nah, I'm going to use a status effect instead. You son of a I bitch. It, Mitsuru, I'm dying. Ah. Mitsuru, you fucking bitch. Stop being so haughty and heal me. Mitsuru, heal me. Nah, Marin. <laughs> God damn it. It's not going to work on that boss. <laughs> Yeah, just, I mean, they have the engine. Hey, that sh- that shadow reflects the element, the only element I have. I better cast it. Oops, sorry, protagonist. Uh, I didn't mean for it to reflect and hit you. I had no other options with my party AI that can only attack. Yeah, just, <laughs> just fucking just does that. It's like, oh, no, it reflected back at me. If only I'd been upgraded, if only you spent enough time with me to upgrade me to fucking, be, to fucking reflect it myself. Dick, is the game starts blaming you for your party member's stupid mistakes? <sighs> Good times. Good times. Certainly an experience. Yep. So, Alex. Cave, are you dead? Oh, no, I was just like, okay, they're talking about the okay. Sony games that I haven't played. I'll let them talk about them for a okay, second. Okay, no, you, well, no you, you, you had no comment for like 10 minutes there. It was not just, 10 just minutes. Making, okay. It was like a minute. Yeah. I, okay, it was like two minutes. But, yeah, no. Persona 5 Royal. Buy it. Play it. Good. Love it. Be envious of me for being able to get my uh, pre-order edition the full package thing day of release and then chose not to because I had Animal Crossing. I just I just downloaded it. I was like, I'll I'll accept I'll accept this loss this time. It was either it was either download it or you're not getting it for two months. So I was like, oh, all right, fine. This one. My GameStop called me and said, Hey, you got a pre order on Persona. Uh if you go to the if you go get a gift card and then use the gift card to pay off the rest of your pre order uh, you can pick up your game today. And I was like, yeah, my, nah. <laughs> my GameStop went out of business. Why would I do that when I have Animal Crossing? Anyway. My GameStop was going out of business and no longer taking pre-orders or getting new things shipped to the store. Oh, sucks to be them. And then since, since they shut down for COVID, I assume they just closed flat out. Like, well, we'll just close early. That really sucks. Yeah. It happens. I mean, I, I mean, I, I could have ordered it online, except for the fact that it's like, hey, yeah, hope you hope you'll enjoy getting it in about a month and a half. Anywho, yes. So games and also technical problems I have to complain about. 
But before but before I do all of that, I just want to give a big shout out to my good pal Train. Why am I giving a shout out to my good pal Train? You might ask. Well, because he was telling me the other day, hey, you should. You, hey, did you ever mention me on your podcast? You probably should. I'd be more inclined to listen to it if you talked about me on the podcast sometimes. <laughs> so I'm so I'm talking I'm talking about my good pal Train. You're trying to socially bribe your friend to listening to this podcast. Yes. Hey, I am. every listener is precious. Can, Isn't that right, Train? <laughs> you can you can look up Train on his website at he doesn't have a website, but you can also look up his social medias for Twitter and Instagram. But doesn't have any of those either. In fact, there's <laughs> absolutely no benefit to, be, to mentioning him on this podcast for us whatsoever. He's such a great guy. I'm just going to say, Train, you are you are a pal, and I'm giving you the attention you requested of me. I you can't see. Well, it, he did it name your most recent D and D. Are we allowed to talk about D and D on here? Uh, that's true. That's true. You did. You did name Kenpachi Trainichi Ramasama, and that that alone gets two thumbs up. Can't see it, but I'm giving two thumbs up to the screen. Yes, I needed a ca- I needed a character, and I was like I was like Train. I need a character. Quick, give me a name. He's like, you should call him Trainichi, because that's what he calls all his Persona characters, or any character any character in any anime phase game. He's like Trainichi. So I was like, I don't think they're gonna go for that. He's like, all right, fine, Kenpachi Ramasama. No, we didn't go for that. Then he then he started getting butthurt and calls a bunch of dickbags. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I was like, yeah, they don't like Trainee Cheese. Like, oh, well, they suck. All right, fine. Oh, well, we'll fuck your friends then. They don't, like, they don't like the glory of Trainee Cheese. <laughs> the fuck's wrong with them? It's a noble name. Have they seen my persona saves? You know what? If he gives money to the pa- if he gives enough money for Dead to actually bother with the Patreon, I might force <laughs> things into D and D games based on his request. <laughs> bribe, bribe the Patreon to put more train H E and D. I mean, if he did, if he did want to join the five dollar tier to to make a, to choose the next thing we watch for Let's Watch X and Y or anything else we do, then I might consider something. But otherwise, you know, if this only went to, if only went to patreon.com dot com slash Link in the sidebar. This may have been a terrible mistake. Yo, train. It's just five bucks, baby. I, 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 I brought you up because you requested it, and now they're trying to make you give them money. What have I done? <laughs> Come on, buddy. What have I done? It'll help out your buddy Alex, you know? It all trickles down eventually. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we have a payment system based on trickle down economics. You pay me, and then I'll you pay me, and then I'll get to the rest of them someday. I promise. <laughs> All right. <laughs> True. Patreon.com is Desktop Prods. If anybody else feels like, if anybody else feels like joining the during the Patreon, like I said, five bucks you choose the next thing we do for games for like a like a video, like a video series, commentary series, <sighs> whatevs comic spotlight uh the one or two dollar tiers help let you, let you uh, vote in polls uh for the next day we watch as opposed to with the five dollar tier you just get to choose with the one two dollar tiers you get to you get to make your voice heard yeah you might you might regret giving that ability to train but yeah, if he pays we're not going to regret you, it because that's money see it so my good pal train two thumbs up Really likes Yu-Gi-Oh, so in his honor, I decided to play a Yu-Gi-Oh game for him. Train, if you do not contribute to the Patreon, I will delete all of this. <laughs> <laughs> I have that power. So, 
So, so I downloaded Yu-Gi-Oh! Duel Link from uh, from um, Steam, you know, because it's free. So I couldn't get it to work. And you know why I couldn't get it to work? Because it requires an online connection of, of at all times in order to log onto the game. And as, uh, as always I, online DRM. And as I was mentioning, my online is terrible this week for some reason. I'm not quite sure why. Either either somebody's having a problem with the server somewhere, or it's just everybody is home on my street since nobody's going to work and nobody's going to school, and they're just online all day. That's supposed to be my thing, damn it. <laughs> go home. Oh, you can't do that. Did you tell the people stuck at home to go home? Yeah. I, I was... I was going to say go to uh, where you should be, but I guess where they should Go do be. your jobs, you lazy assholes. Go do your, yeah, go go work. Let me stay at home hogging all the bandwidth, you fuckers. So instead, I decided to play the, one of the Yu-Gi-Oh! Uh, DS games. Called uh, Nightmare Troubadour. Where you basically just go around as a nameless duelist uh, dueling people from the show. Playing the children's card game. As Yu Gi as Yu Gi Oh abridged likes to, the best Yu Gi Oh game on the uh, Game Boy Advanced. It is uh, Yu Gi Oh um, uh, GX Duel Academy. Don't at me, bro, because I'm right. I haven't played. No, that Adam, one, you but... fucking cowards. You know I'm right, so don't I, at me. I only wanted to. I, only, I wanted to play a game from the original series because that's the only one I really know. People who don't at me, GX Duel Academy, best people, game in the series. People who don't, people who don't, people who say don't at me are cowards, or they just want only the bravest to at them. So that but is the problem here, not how that works. The problem here is I don't really know how to play the game. Yep. I mean, like at all. Like I. I hey, really, don't worry. Like, no I one in the show knew how to play it either. Well, the problem is, I problem is, I based my playing on the game off of what I remembered from the show. There's one, a problem. One of, my, <laughs> one of my favorite, uh, one of my favorite episodes of Yu-Gi-Oh! Abridged is the one where they're like, "So you mean we'll have to learn the rules?" <laughs> yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh! No, as a game is a game that I will mock endlessly for being developed as a plot device in a manga first, and then they and they figured out how they tried to backwards develop a game from that. Like, that's the thing. Like you, like Dual Monsters was made as a plot device for an arc in I a know. manga. It's like, hey, we did it once or twice, and everyone's like, oh my god, the card game is so amazing. Make the manga all about that. Yeah, they're like, okay, fuck, yeah, we'll do it in the anime. Duel. Yeah, they're like, fuck, we'll do it in the anime. Okay, how do we how do we make a card game? I don't know. How about how was a one episode villain where they played a card game and then he pretty much disappeared until the very end, but. Because that one episode and one chapter was so popular, the entire manga became all about their epic battle for life and death yeah, trading like, cards. Oh god, how do we get him to win? I know he has these five cards in hand. What about what about putting on the field? Fuck that, they just need to be in his hand. Oh, I fucking hate that. Actually, there's a, a lot of cards in the game do that. And it's hard to tell. I'm like, can I use this now? They're in my hand, or are they on the field? I don't know. Yeah, I don't I, know how this works. I, just the, the the design of the win con on Exodia is I do not like it. I tried to play an Exodia deck just for my own amusement. This game, the I think I like I think I only successfully pulled it off once. Then I tried the evil Exodia deck, which is not only not only do you have to have all the pieces of Exodia, they all have to be dead. 
Wait, what? Oh yes, there's a, there's a there's an undead uh, version of Exodia. Oh yeah, yeah, Exodia <laughs> Necross. Oh my god, I actually remember the name of the fucking. Card. And in order in order to use it, uh, all the pieces of Exodia have to be dead, and you, you need to have the actual card of the undead Exodia in your hand, and you need a special spell card. And if you have all these conditions set up, then you can. So what, do you, so what do you mean Exodia? So what do you mean Exodia needs to be dead? Like it doesn't need to be in your. They, you need, need your to. Bin? He needs to be in your graveyard. All the pieces have to be in the graveyard. Basically means you either have to play them and get them killed or cast cards to discard them. Okay, this... Uh, this is... Uh, uh. It's not very reliable. I managed to... I, I played for an hour and I only managed to get it come out once. Yeah, yeah, and like I'm looking at him. He looks. Did like I actually shit. remember the name right? Is it Exodia Necros? Yeah, Exodia Necros. He looks like shit. He is. He just looks like a purple Exodia. Yes, he cannot be normal summoned. Must be special summoned with contract with Exodia, and cannot be special summoned by any other means. Cannot be destroyed by battle or oh, it's indestructible. Okay. Yeah, he can't be killed. He just he sits on the field and like just. Even if you kill him, he'll die. Once per turn during your standby phase, this card gains 500 attack, buff up to 2300 and zero defense. Destroy I like the- to point out this is this is significantly worse than the actual Exodia, which just instantly wins you the game. Yep, that that yep. Yeah, Exodia Necros should only be a hey, I fucked up play. Um Except they started building decks around it, and it's not good enough for that. Yeah. Like, an Exodia draw deck will always be better uh, than a Necros deck. (sighs) Oh, God. The the more I read about this game, the more it hurts me. I just... I just played it for like a day just to amuse myself with cards because I wanted to say tell tell train I played a video game. Well, hey, if you if you get yourself a copy of Tabletop Simulator, you can join me in Cave and playing some Commander. I need new people to stomp. Oh no! Mm. I'm getting Magic the Gathering flashbacks when I was ten years old. Yeah, don't worry about it. Some Maronar activated his ability twice. I have 300 rats swinging for lethal. Yeah, so I think, uh, I, I feel like now is the right time to tell you guys. I'm thinking of retiring from magic in general. <laughs> How can you retire? You barely won. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going out with my loss record as it is. That's basically what I did. Just try branching out from, just try branching out from, from Arcades. You might find something else you'll love. I have branched out from Arcades. I love that Jessica pre-com. <laughs> so Cave is, Cave is learning the lesson I learned 20 years ago, which is I suck at this. I quit. He's gotten some wins in and he stifled a bunch of my shit too. It's just better than I ever. I build I ever. more decks. Yeah. And it, it's like, yeah, I, I still have fun. I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, yeah, what'd you think? What'd you think of that? Uh, there. What'd you think of that? There. Uh, Tygum Sadisi's hand deck. Uh, which one was that? The blue black artifacts. That was really interesting. 
That was a really interesting deck. Uh, yeah. It's all about filling your bin, then casting mirrored and besieged. That's literally the strategy notes on the deck. Now, well, you would branch out, like maybe try, maybe try that, maybe try that to fucking Marath mid range. I found you. It's fun. Naya can be a lot of fun. Vincing him. I was I was actually almost tempted. So there's there's a there's a card in Naya uh, called Samut, who is just kind of keyword soup. They are haste, double strike, vigilance, and then you can tap. You pay one, be a white and a tap one to untap another target creature, and other creatures and all creatures you control have haste. A buddy of mine played that deck, and that was his deck. That was his solution to every single deck matchup. Just, just oh, I'm playing this deck I never played. Well, better as well try Samut. We don't do this thing. Oh, might as well play Samut. Like like every single potential matchup, he was like, oh yeah, I got an answer for it. Not, not my hand, but it's somewhere in Samut. I was tempted to build a better Samut deck than him. Just to try and then see you play it. Okay. But then I was like, eh, fuck that. That sounds like a lot of work. So I was just like, ooh, Marath. That's, that's guy's neat. What, what, what decks we have with him? Ooh, Marath midrange. That looks cool. So is, that, is that like how I tried to make a deck for Exodia Necros just to see if I could? Not really, it? no. Okay. Like Exodia Necros is trash. Samut's actually pretty good. Yeah, no, it was. I was just like, I was like, wonder what the, I was like, wonder if I could actually use this. No, I got it to work once, and it wasn't working. But the whole the whole game in general, because like I said, I just remembered vague from the show. Like, well, I think these monsters are good. I'll put them in my deck, and then there doesn't there doesn't seem to be a limit of cards you can put in your deck. And the game doesn't try to you know care if you like if if it doesn't. It's like, hey, you want to use all those monsters? Okay, you're not going to be able to use them. Yeah, uh, like, for example, I tried making Seder Tribal recently. That deck was garbage. Because Seders kind of suck. My main problem in the game was that I kept having a hand of stuff I couldn't summon because it needed a sacrifice monster. Wow. Since, since I put in all the cool flashy ones that I remember from the show. It was basically high risk, high reward. Either I could get some powerful stuff out and crush or I had nothing and lost yeah, I would I would lose I would lose constantly until I got the nut draw and then I would win. Yeah. And only when I got the nut draw. Heart of the cards is not with me. Yeah, no, when Kremo was up there just fucking just fucking throwing birds. Just fuck you. Summon the soul of Yuki and Jaden just to watch you just fucking get bodied. Just like, oh. <laughs> They'd all laugh at you. He, he's not one of us. They're all laughing at you. And no, matter, no, no matter how badly I lost, I didn't awaken a dark evil side. Either. I tried. I, I got like a big triangle thing and I hung it around my neck for good luck. More. What do you think? Was it a triangle or was it a pyramid? Uh, I mean, it was a triangle. I couldn't actually well, find there's, a perfect pyramid. Well, there's your problem. You need to get the pyramid. You need to get something big enough to fucking stab you. I mean, I looked all over the house. I couldn't find anything that was pyramid shaped unless I was break a chunk off my TV. Didn't want it. Well, friend, there's your problem. I thought about I thought about getting the hacksaw. And if you didn't, if TV if your house seemed to be a little, if you cannot find a pyramid in your house, then you are not equipped to play Yu-Gi-Oh properly. There you go. I actually have a 3D print that's just been sitting on the uh, drive for an age for the <laughs> uh, for the 
yeah. for the puzzle box. <laughs> so, so, you could, so you could print the Millennium Puzzle? Just in case I was like, in case I, in case I ever decide to play Yu-Gi-Oh, I'm prepared. Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. Would you print it piecemeal or would you print it as a whole thing with just piece like lines in it? Um, I was only able to find a good print that was uh, the whole thing with the lines designed in it, sadly. Mm. Yeah. We'll see what I can find. Um, okay, he was going to print the puzzle and then he was going to solve it. Well, actually, what my plan was was to print it, cut the pieces apart, and then you know, assemble it. <laughs> Cause yeah, that's how, that's how I be. Huh? Um, and this will move on to persona five, except we already talked about persona five, but instead what I'm going to tell you about is how when I was playing persona five, after four hours running mementos, all of a sudden my PlayStation four made a mysterious popping sound and shut off. <laughs> oh God. Oh God! And uh, I checked the unit, and there was no power going to it whatsoever. So my first thought was, "Oh no, I fried it somehow." And what, doing, what was the what was the actual thing? Doing nothing. Well, uh, I I tried every which way, every which plug. Uh, I could could get nothing out of it. I hit the power button, held the power button, pressed the power button ten times, did nothing. I panicked because I can't. I can't get a new PlayStation 4, and my repair shop is closed because of COVID. Mm-hmm. So, uh, so I, after several days of having no PlayStation 4, and basically uh, assuming my, my gaming time would be over, for the heck of it, I tried to get the game that was stuck in there, and I hit the eject button, and it came back to life. <laughs> so did you... Did you blow a circuit or something i don't know what i i don't know what i did but i was playing persona 5 for a couple hours and then it, did your system out. overheat I mean, have you dusted your system in a while uh, i dusted it while it was not working huh. i assume if i assume if it overheated there would be like an overheat light on or something right just ah, my, my system actually just started ejecting uh, the disc when it was overheating because oh. it's one of the early systems that has the rubber foot that is right under the eject button, and if it warms up too much, it'll press the button. No, it just died. There was like like a, I tripped the circuit break. There was no there was no power to the console for days, and the eject button suddenly it came back to life. Yeah, that's just weird. And then it fixed itself, and it's been working fine ever since. It's real weird. So I don't. I don't I don't quite know what I did, but I hope it stays together. And uh, then, a- and then afterwards, even though I said I was done with this, uh, they had a free free week of Final Fantasy fourteen, so I played again. <laughs> Every time I try to get out, they give away more free time. <laughs> they should really just go to the free to play model. Might they might as well? I was like, oh, okay, I guess I'm good. Oh, another week. So I f- I finished the first um, the first expansion, which is the one with the Holy Land and the dragons. And at first, I thought it was j- mysteriously custom uh, customized to my character because they kept talking about the dragoons and the battle of this land and the holy dragoons against the dragons. And one character from the dragoon <sighs> quest line was a major supporting character, but it turns out that's just the thing. So if you if you decide to play a ninja. Uh, I don't know. I guess you're just like, 
It was it was great that you played a ninja, but we were really hoping you picked the dragoon because this is all about dragons. This is all about dragons and holy dragon blood. <laughs> so you picked the wrong class, pal. Or in my case, I picked the right class. Well, okay then. And then, and then, and then and after that, it, it introduces uh, what is possibly one of the funniest characters I've ever seen in a Final Fantasy game, who is the new, the new, quote, main bad guy for a while, because the first one from the original story apparently blew up, except there's a guy running around that's clearly him, but you can't tell it's him because he's not wearing his scary armor anymore. But you can tell it's him because he still has the same distinctive sword that the other guy has. But this current guy is uh, his name is Zenos. He he comes from the evil empire because all the antagonists do, where they use magitech armor and gun blades. Except he was stationed in the samurai country, and he took a liking to their katanas. Of course he did. And. He- he ca- and so he carries around his many katanas and what can only be described as a golf bag <laughs> for holding swords. That seems a bit disrespectful. Hold on. I, I have a picture prepared. Yeah, that's a golf bag. Is it his golf bag? A golf yeah, bag that's that a, he holds his katanas in. That is a fucking golf bag. And that actually is making me think of um, one of the times when I was playing D&D 3.5, one of the players carried around a barrel full of swords that they would just scatter across the battle battlefield so they could throw them as they charged at the enemy. Jesus. No, he does he does when you fight him, he he puts it down and he extends the little hinge like a golf bag. It would be great if he had a caddy. <laughs> just, just he what walks do you think up today, caddy. Uh, I think the seven footer. Um, I think this is definitely a longer blade problem, sir. He doesn't have a caddy yet, but at, at one point he goes to execute somebody, and then he goes back to the bag, changes out the sword, and then goes back and stabs him. So I guess he's like, oh no, I only use I only use this this katana for stabbing people on their knees. That's why he needs a caddy. Yeah, like you could have killed that guy so much more efficiently if just the caddy had just been there, just ready to go. It's like no. Yeah, it's like oh, the guy's on his knees. Well, I can't kill him with the fucking Wakazashi anymore. I better get the Naginata out, and then just all of a sudden the caddy's there just with the Naginata. Just like oh, thank you very much. Here you go. Here you go, sir. You're five iron. Yeah, just runs back, puts puts the thing back in there, quiets the crowd, and then the guy just got, the guy just fucking tees up, does does killing blow, and we're just like, <laughs> it's like he he stabs him, and then the guy falls over, and then you just hear just very quick, quiet golf claps. And there's a there's a random guy commenting in the background. It's like, oh, marvelous stroke! Look at the master's jacket for sure. So yes, our, that is a, that is our new villain, uh, evil the evil empire guy who went to Samurai Land and decided he was going to start using their katanas, but only by carrying them around in a golf bag. Oh, what if he's a fucking villain and he definitely is a caddy? Yeah, he's he's the new... He, I, I think he's the new, like, endgame villain now. He needs an army of caddies. I mean, he has an army, just none of them seem to, like, exist for the sole purpose of switching out his swords. Well, that's a fucking missed opportunity there, people. I mean, I... Square I Enix, actually, I fucking hit us up. I haven't actually fought him yet, so for all I know, in his boss battle, maybe he does have a guy who runs out swords. And there's just he just walks in, he's like, "I'm guy with the gun." He's like, "Hey, you failed me." 
Wait, no, I need I need another sword for this. There you go. Stab. Yeah, like one of his swords is able to produce like energy balls to throw at you. But in order to do that, you need to like you need to like load in materia. So you just see one dude like the ball wash station washing a washing with some materia. We're ready. Four. You have another guy there with like a notepad, just like was like marking down like the like the, like the differentiation of height and elevation on different parts of the hole. Another guy there just another guy there just drives the cart. Yeah, he kills the guy. He pulls up the little book with the little pencil. Yeah, exactly. The pencil behind his ear. Like I'd, I'd say that I'd say that was about an eighteen. What do you guys think? Uh, seems, seems like it kind of seems like kind of cuts there uh, right right before right before it gets to the sand trap. Would you say that was a hole in one? I mean, you stabbed him twice, sir. Not a good. Like, oh yeah, it's a hole in one. And which is which is to say, I took my sword and put it into a hole that was already there. Shing. <laughs> I'm amazing. Basically, <sighs> I didn't see too much of him because that's when I ran out my free week again. But the yeah. rate this seems to be going. I'm sure in another month and a half, they'll give out more free time and I'll go back to playing it again. Probably. Anywho. Anything else been playing? Uh, no, that was. Well, I, yeah, I spent most of the time playing Persona 5. But yeah, we were, we were talking about that. Are we allowed to talk about D&D? Uh, if you want, I guess. I don't know why. Uh, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> What do you have to wait? Why? What do you want to talk about? I was just like, I played a paladin for the first time ever, and I really enjoyed it. Like, I can see why you play paladins, except for the fact that I actually used magic most of the time. Yeah, like Alex plays paladins because he played a paladin once and refuses to change. I played a paladin once, and I was like, that's the only character I played for like two years. So I'm just like, ah. Yes, and yes, and now he's on his now he's on his second rogue. But this this rogue is doing something different. Yeah, he has played three paladins and two rogues. Three paladins, two rogues, and ranger. Oh and yeah, you're a ranger. Oh yeah, Uda's a ranger. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah. He's he is learning to play other things. Our just little like, boy's uh, growing up. Just yeah, like no. James is learning to do. No, I, I was pl- I was playing a rogue. Beal was a rogue. Now, uh, whatever my latest ca- my dual wielder is a rogue. Udo's a ranger. Yup. And James is there. James. That's mean. <laughs> that is mean. Yeah, I know. Oh, you buddy. Anyway, that's what I'm playing. Then news-wise, we have some. Just to say, two things. Uh, one of them is pretty good. The other one's pretty shit. Which one do you want to hear first? Uh, let's hear the shit one, so you can improve my mood afterwards. Alrighty then. Uh, the Last of Us Two got leaked. Oh yeah, I remember that. And people fucking hate it. People hate Whoa. it, and uh, and and Sony Sony is trying to somehow sue people that are talking about it, only to be found that you can't do that. Yeah, they like like should they like uh, they used uh, the the uh, like YouTube copyright strike system to really shut down a bunch of channels like that. Um, they're trying to go for a bunch of other stuff too. Um, the leaks initially came from what was claimed at the time to be a disgruntled naughty dog employee but that has since I been we could believe that <laughs> but that has since been discredited oh so who is it then uh, i don't know if the actual information about the guy has been released yet or at all 
I just know that they were nuking the accounts of anyone who was as much as mentioned the fact that it had been leaked, even if you had no opinion on it. Mm-hmm. If you if you mentioned the last of us, I got your accounts down. Your accounts down. We we got to get and and people are like you can like you can you can only punish the guy who broke the NDA, but once it's out, like you can't stop people just talking about it if they heard about it. Yeah, you you don't free speech and all that. America. Yeah, so uh, so apparently uh, an exploit in past Naughty Dog games were able allowed hackers to gain access to Naughty Dog servers to release all the information about Last of Us Two. Um, so I don't want to keep spreading these spoilers around. So I don't think we should talk about what was actually in the contents of said spoilers. Probably not. But needless no, to like say, to- but needless to say. People were very, very angry. People are mad. I, I just like to point out the last the last time that I saw like a company react to an early leak this bad. Me, me, meaning they're like, "Oh no, the game is shit," and we know it, and we were hoping nobody would find out until they already bought the game. Uh, was X Men Destiny? <laughs> Remember how bad that was? Yeah, yeah, I do. Really bad. It was. It was. It was so bad they recalled the game. So I take it you were not a fan of the leaks. I didn't even read them because I don't really care about this okay. series. I'm just. I'm just noticing by like. I'm just like, oh man, if they're if they're trying to shut up the leaks that badly, it must be bad because the last time I the last time they tried to shut something up this bad was X Men Destiny, which they released knowing full well it was going to be terrible and everyone hated it, and they were just hoping that. They could screw enough people out of their money to make it worth the ex- expense. This doesn't seem to be that. It doesn't seem to be like, oh, this game was so fucking busted that we wouldn't, that we never actually be able to make a fucking profit off of it. This is The Last of Us Part Two. It is a sequel to a very popular game. This game was going to make money. Okay. And so, I mean, it, it could be. I'm just like, oh no. I'm like, it's never good if a company reacts like that. Yeah. And so, like, uh, Troy Baker, the guy who plays Joel, who is the protagonist of the first game, he did say like approaching release of the game would be very polarizing. And it's, it's, it's never a good thing when you have a VA go out and try to try to get you good press either. Yeah. So again, not gonna really get into the leaks, but a lot of people were, a lot of people saw what was leaked as happening for shock value sake and not really and not really like 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 they saw the themes that the game was going for as being very rote and something that had been done before. Um, also, the phrase "keep your politics out of my video games" came up more than once. I mean, that seems to be a thing like keep politics or in everything. Yeah, but like it's so with zombie stories, especially zombie stories. When they're meant to be taken somewhat seriously, the zombies aren't the threat. The zombies aren't the problem. The zombies are indicative of an outside problem that then makes the that makes the, that makes the human characters react in a way that shows them as the real monsters or whatever. Like that is that is zombie writing one hundred and one. Or at least they have to do something else, and zombies are in the way. But you know, the situation isn't kill all the zombies. Yeah, the zombies are it's never the main problem in a zombie like, game. Kill, kill all the zombies and everything will be fine. No, yeah, like even well, in a zombie story in general. Yeah, like even in that first game, like even in the first, unless they're poorly written. Yeah, even in the first Last of Us, like the zombies weren't 
the zombies weren't the main problem. Like the, like the, that's the zombies were there to give a reason for Joel to begin caring about someone again. And then, and then like, you know, and then we get to like fucking David and the people at the lodge. And then those are like some real fuckers and looking at, looking at like a, what Joel and Ellie do over the course of that game. Like it is the zombies aren't, Zombies are there to exacerbate the thing. Are there to exacerbate the situation of the characters and push them forward through their own story? So, when you make the sequel, it makes sense that it would be the same kind of thing. They have a they have a message and a story they want to tell. Is from what I have read of the leaks, this is a, this is a bit more ham fisted than they than the previous game. So. I can kind of see where some people are being a bit, or some people are a bit disappointed. I do not get the level of vitriol. Yeah. Is, is Troy Baker actually in this game or did he get recast? No, he's in this. He's still Joel. Okay. Yep. Troy Baker, still Joel. Ashley Johnson, still Ellie. Laura Bailey is the new character they showed off at E3. Is this the one that, um, What's her face? Um, the, the one who, the one who was YouTuber, and the one who had a YouTube channel. Hey Ash, what you playing? Ashley something. Uh, Ashley Birch. She is not in this. Ashley, Ashley Birch. I mean, is she? It, was this the one where she was in the first one, and then she was? That's Life is Strange. Because, okay, I'm just just making sure to get my franchises right. Yeah, in Life is Strange, she played Chloe, and then voice actor Guild Strike. So yeah, they, she, they brought in someone else for the she, prequel. She backed the wrong horse in that strike. Now, basically, she, didn't she? No, she backed the strike. I know she backed the strike, and they replaced her. Yeah, she but, lost yep. a lot. Of, she, I think she lost a lot of roles. And did that strike ever amount to anything? Yeah, I think they won. Really? I think so. I'm surprised because, like, for a while they were just like, "You guys are idiots," and this is never going to work. And then they all lost a lot of roles, and that was basically the last I heard of it. Let me check that. Um, okay, everyone was like, and everyone was like, "Oh, those idiots—they should have not said anything." So, saying after his proposition, he issued a strike on October twenty-first, twenty sixteen. Blah blah blah. In response to the strike, the affected companies launched a website to inform SAG after members and the public of what state the negotiations were to distribute, demonstrate that they were. They were trying to bargain and had been refused by the union. On this site, companies stated that their proposed payments were up, would be an upfront system. It's guaranteed, regardless of how well the game sold, making it a better deal for the actors. They also noted that they had agreed to terms to split vocally stressful sessions from four-hour blocks into two-hour ones. That's as long as the actors could complete both within a week. But this proposal was rejected by the union. The companies further criticized the union for not bringing uh, for not for not bringing its proposed offers. To a vote to its members, members before issue, before calling for a strike. By the end of 2016, it is unclear how much of an effect the strike had had in the games industry, as none of the companies struck had reported delays on upcoming titles due to the lack of voice actors. SAG-AFTRA noted that they had only targeted strike actions against a subset of the industry, and other publishers and developers would not be affected by their actions. Uh, so nothing happened. I guess not. It just kind of fizzled. That's what it sounded, it sounded like. A lot of people lost their roles, and then it fizzled out oh, anyway. Okay, so because on September twenty September twenty third, twenty seventeen, SAG after the video game companies came to an agreement 
effectively ending the strike. The agreement crafted a new three-year contract with the companies to start after the ratification of SAG-AFTRA's board of directors. Expected to occur within a few weeks of the agreement. The agreement does not include residuals of SAG-AFTRA sought for, but does include a sliding scale bonus payment for each recording session a voice actor participates in, starting oh. with, starting at 75 bucks the first session and up to 2100 for 10 or more sessions. Yeah, I don't think... I don't think voice actors get residuals. That's just yeah, like, they don't. No. No, so, like the like I know um, the one guy on The Simpsons. Like basically, he's he's like, look, I'll take look look, I'll I'll let you pay me basically nothing as long as I get residuals. And Fox was like, yeah, no, we're never giving any of you residuals ever. Yeah, and then, and then he walked basically. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. So those leaks happened. Everyone got real pissed. Um, I guess we'll see how that affects the game. I don't know. I'm assuming I mean, I, it I, won't. Like I said, I, I I don't know that I don't know I don't know the game that much, and I didn't even read the leaks. I was just based on the fact that they were nuking anyone who mentioned it, and had Troy Baker had to come out to go, no, really, give it a chance, guys. I was like, <sighs> well, that doesn't sound. They have to do that. Yeah, like another thing that these leaks actually did bring up was the uh, was the crunch culture over at Naughty Dog. And how like and how like uh, the studio has like this ridiculous turnover after its games are done. Like I think I think it was said like in between like the last Uncharted and not and la- the Last of Us there was a seventy percent turnover. Just because of the ridiculous like one hundred hour work weeks people had to put in. Pretty much. Yeah, crunch is a problem. Very big problem for game developers. Uh, the other big new stuff is that E3 this year uh, is not happening. Ooh, shock. Yeah, shocking no one. E3. So, not- I'm guess- so, so I'm guessing the whole year is canceled at this point. Uh, no, actually, because uh, Jeff Keighley, uh, video game journalism deity, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, he has started up a essentially a new thing called the Summer Game Fest, which is going to be a four-month-long event going from May to August where he will essentially be cur- where he and his team will essentially be curating um, what would have been E3 streams. Like he and his team will just be like, will just be like uh, congregating and collecting all of these different announcements and stuff um, into a, into a like more easily attainable and easily followable schedule to be streamed all kind of on one channel. So that way people will still be able to get all their news and stuff. And it will be, it'll be, I just, instead of E3, it'll just be a bunch of streams. Oh yeah. I mean, well, the one thing they were talking about is that like with, with the, with the ease of streams, people are wondering if they're even going to bother with having big convention trade shows like that after all this. Oh yeah. They fucking shouldn't. That that's just a nightmare. I mean, it's a nightmare, but it also like people like a lot of jobs require that yeah it's 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 a bit of an unfortunate thing like the industry is moving away from those big trade shows and more towards like smaller fan things like like my friend works in trade shows and he doesn't know what he's gonna do now because he's like well i'm not working for the rest of this year and i made it for work again yeah and i went all in on this trade show business because it was my only option mm-hmm. but i mean i mean as far as like as far as live events i'm guessing the entire year is basically canceled yeah, probably. Unless unless there's a miraculous turnaround in the fall. Yeah, but speak, uh, but not being canceled is this stuff. Uh, yeah, the, the things have already begun happening um, earlier today on May the 12th. Uh, they streamed a 
they streamed a game reveal showing off uh, Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 plus 2, an updated, uh, an updated remake of Tony Hawk, the first two Tony Hawk Pro Skater games. Okay. People love Tony Hawk. Yes, but the games have been garbage for quite some time. Yes, but this is Tony Hawk 1 and 2, just looking better. Okay, so it's just a graphical update. Well, it's you know ground up ground up remake, but it but it is they are billing it as we just took the we just took like the mechanics of that and put it into this new engine. Uh-huh. As opposed to Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 5, which is we added new mechanics. And as opposed to Tony Hawk uh like like I think like Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD was the Tony Hawk, Pro, Tony Hawk Pro Skater HD was also not greatly received, but I think that was like the proto version of this. So hopefully this one actually is. Hopefully this one actually be good. And it's weird. People are hoping this game will lead EA to make Skate Four. Like people have been clambering for EA to release Skate Four for years, to the point where for a while there on their Instagram page, every comment to every post was just Skate Four. Which was, I guess, I guess a decent, I guess a decent like show of coordination between the people involved in that stuff. It was just kind of odd. But yeah, so with the Summer Game Fest, um, they've released a list of they've released a list of publishers that will be participating in the event this year, which includes 2K, Activision, Bandai Namco, Bethesda, Blizzard, Bungie, CD Projekt Red, Digital Extreme, EA, PlayStation. Private Private Division, Riot Games, Square Enix, Steam, Warner Brothers, and Xbox. Uh, and yes, yeah, so they have the schedule up on. You can find schedule that will be updating as the as the you know months progress for over at SummerGameFest.com. Uh, yeah, hopefully this hopefully this is a like a thing that actually works. Yeah, it'd be nice. I might nice. actually be able to follow what's going on. Yeah. Uh, for all their hard work not to have gone to waste some virus yeah yeah um i don't i can't remember if e3 was like canceled before or after the virus stuff started happening definitely after might have been like right at the beginning like, like, like it was, it was it, i think when they when they realized it was going to be like well we're not going to be able to hold a lot of stuff this year e3 was like first to go mm-hmm I know a lot. A lot of com- conventions were basically on, so that like hope they'd be forced to sh- be shut down by like the government for because uh, then they would have to give. I think they because they would have to give hotel refunds or something, or that it would be the hotel's responsibility. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's crazy. Anyway, nothing news coming out this week. That's gonna do it for this week. All right. That's been. This has been fun. Yeah, thank you all for joining us. We'll be back at some point with more of this shit. <coughs> oh, fuck. Until then, I'm dead. And I'm going back to bed. Okay, and I'm Alex, and my what, final shout-out to my good pal Train. Thumbs up. Join the picture. Now you have to add two points in the village. Video. Not village. Video. Audio. You have to add two <laughs> points in the audio. We'll see you guys next time. God, I'm going back to bed. Bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Have a wonderful time. <laughs>